Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle. And build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit FreelanceToFounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode... How do people react when you give them your elevator pitch? You know, that 30-second pitch about what you do as a freelancer or agency? Is it with a yawn or with a yes? In today's episode, we coach Milian through some improvements he can make to perfect his pitch. Sometimes we're just too close to our own work to realize that our jargon-heavy pitch explains too much about the how and not enough about the why or the result our clients need. This episode is fire, one of my personal favorites to date, so stay tuned and we'll be right back. Whether you wanna travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance rules and restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co, and joining me on the air today, as always, is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, Preston. How's it going? Going so well, man. Uh, how about you? How are you? You know, it's uh, it's actually been a pretty light week, <laughs> I, I'd say, yeah. um, but uh, which is what I want. Which is what I want. <laughs> we could all use a few more of those, right? Every once in a while. I, yeah. that's, that's something I love actually about um, running our own businesses is just like when you need a light week, you just take a light week for the most part usually. so I want every week to be light, but I still well, want the money to come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the trick, isn't it? <laughs> that's the dream. Uh, <laughs> that's the dream. Uh, joining us on the air today also uh, is our new friend Emilian from who's calling from France. How's it going? Hello, guys. I'm great. Really excited to do this episode with you. Really excited to have you here. You told us before we hit record that you've been listening to the podcast for three years or so. Like that is that's incredible to us that someone cares enough to tune in every week to listen to us talk about who knows what. So thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. You're doing great work for freelancers, guys. So these episodes helped me a lot to to in my everyday life in uh, freelance businesses. Nice. You haven't got you haven't um gotten tired of Preston's voice? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I was gonna say you hadn't gotten tired of my voice, but you know, 
No, it landed way better the other way. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love. Uh, I love that you've been listening for so long. I'm sad that you've waited so long to come on the show, but we're really glad that you're here. Uh, we're going to chat about Millions business today. Can you just give us a quick overview of what your business is? Uh, you know, full time, part time, side hustle. What kind of services you provide? Just let the listeners and us know a little bit more about your business. Sure. Uh, I actually I I've been working as a freelancer for four years now. I I'm working in full time uh, as a data scientist. I work for e-commerce businesses, and lately I wanted to launch a new offer for e-commerce businesses uh, in order to sell them uh, data analysis, externalized data analysis for e-commerce businesses. Perfect. So. So uh, your existing clients, are they also e-commerce businesses? Yeah, I, actually, I worked for a long-term contract. It's perfectly, like you always said, this type of uh, freelance business, fist, famine, mm-hmm. lifestyle. So I've been working for a client for eight months last year, and I just ended this contract in January. So currently, I'm not working with any client. I'm trying to build this new offer. Awesome. Great. Well, I love I love that you're able to find a long term client. Um, so right so right now you have no current clients. You're just working on on trying to drum up some new business with this new offer. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. Well, we'll dive a little bit more into what that offer looks like and how we can help you um, drum up some business there. But um, before we do that, let's let's remind listeners. So when you come on the show, we'd love to have you on the show. By the way, you can visit freelance founder.com. And just scroll to the bottom of the page. There's a quick, easy sign up there. If you've been listening for a while, like Million has been, we would love to have you join us. Uh, we chat about your business and hopefully help you out. Um, but uh, Million did that and filled that questionnaire. One of the questions is, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put yourself? 1 being freelancer, 10 being founder. Million, you put that you are at a one. You'd like to be at a three in the next year or so. Can you paint us a picture? Like, what does a three look like in your mind? What What's the ideal situation you find yourself in a year from now? Actually, I, I've tried this last few months automating my offer a lot uh, because I wanted to do, uh, as you sometimes talk about in this podcast, a productized offer. So mm-hmm. I wanted to, uh, I use a lot of automation in order to, to realize my offer in a few days for my clients, for my customers. And then I want to do this offer by myself and have only hire a few people more, but not on the direct data analysis, but more on copywriting stuff. Hmm. So I would like to be to have some assistance on giving an, a full offer because I want to do data analysis in order to build personalized campaigns. And then I want to uh, I want to hire a copywriter, uh, which will who who will write the campaigns for e-commerce businesses. Cool. Okay, I love that idea. Great. So, so a year from now to get to that point, what what do you see is the biggest hurdle you're facing right now in this moment to get your to get this offer out to clients and get them to to bite? What do you, what are you finding is the biggest pain point? My biggest pain point currently is for my clients to understand my offer because they don't understand why I'm selling data analysis and customer segmentation for small, smaller companies, smaller e-commerce businesses. And, uh, and that's why I'm having a lot of trouble because they don't understand 
and they don't have a lot of cash to put into data analysis. They only want uh, customer acquisition for now for the smaller e-commerce businesses. Okay. Do you do customer acquisition? No, I don't. I only study the existing customers. That's why I want to differentiate myself by by uh, by uh, analyzing existing customers. Okay. But didn't you say that you're selling... I thought you were going to use the data to then sell a campaign for customer acquisition. Is that correct? N- not for customer acquisition, but the customers they already have. It, it will oh, be like... Re- retargeting? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Okay. For, for for example, I do customer segmentation, and uh, I, I'm going to analyze which are the best customers, and then I'm going to track last year the best customers. Fifty uh, percent of these customers stays, stayed uh, as best customer this year, and we lost fifty percent, the over fifty percent. So my point is to trying to to keep track of these people, these customers, and uh, giving them new customer new. Um, marketing campaigns to uh, to f- to make them come back to the business. Okay. How I get it. I, I understand, yeah. Yeah. I okay. I I'm just okay, so question, question. Um how do what's your like 30 second pitch? If I'm a prospect, what's your 30 second pitch? All right. Um so I, I mean I, I, I'm putting you on the spot here, but I, yeah. I just I'm very curious what, what that looks like. I'm doing I'm doing data analysis for e-commerce businesses. I'm I'm trying to to do some customer segmentation in order to personalize uh, marketing campaigns for uh, for their existing customers in order to bring more value from their existing customers and to bring more cash uh, through through this this uh, marketing campaigns to do hyper personalization of the marketing campaigns. Okay. What what kind of so when you say you're having trouble getting people small businesses to sign up with you, what what's the biggest rejection? Yeah, like what what do they what do they say when they yeah. when you give that kind of pitch? Well, the first customers I had, uh, the first prospects I had a conversation with, the problem was the pricing the pricing of my offer. They thought okay. that it was too expensive for, for them to pay. And um, that's why they, they didn't want to, to work with, with, uh, with me. Okay. What about, is, so that, is that the number one, the number one um, rejection? Like what was across your prospects? Yeah. What, 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 size, what size client do you work with? So, so when you say small business, like who is that? Well, I'm trying to focus on e-commerce that are doing at least 300k, 500k uh, dollars in a year. Okay, so it's not not super small. Yeah, it's like, not super small, exactly. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure we weren't talking about your solo person who just opened up a Shopify and who has like a hundred dollars in sales a month you know what well, i mean yeah I, I i need data to work on if they don't have mm-hmm. enough transaction data yeah. i can't do anything that's why i i i need at least uh, a year or two years of uh, transaction data in order to analyze mm-hmm. it if if it's what? too small i can't do that okay let's, so let's say somebody let's say a company's doing five hundred thousand dollars in sales yeah 
and I'm just it's just ignorance. What's a profit margin on average for that kind of company? Oh, well, I think it's. I don't really know of a profit margin, but I think it's around forty percent, maybe. Okay. So, can I ask? Um, and if you don't want to on the episode or on the show, that's fine. Um, but can I ask what your fee structure looks like? Well, yeah, I'm. I'm currently trying to 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 create it. I I was. I was juggling a lot because I tried also existing, um, you know, freelance services like Fiverr. So I productized my offer and I made small pieces uh, into that offer so I could sell it on Fiverr also. But the thing is, I wanted to do a full package and uh, add the fees that I'll be paying the copywriters to write marketing campaigns. And... uh, and so I was trying to have something like 1,500 a month. We're talking US dollars? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will tell you right now. Okay, l- let me preface this by saying this. Uh, the, the, pro- the initial prospects that say, like the ones that are too expensive, you're talking to people who are doing three, three to $500,000 in sales a yeah. year, right? Price is not the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because quick math, right? 40% on 500,000. Let's say they're doing 500,000 a year. 40% profit margin. They're taking home 200 grand. We get people coming on the show all the time, and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Right on that, on, on that 500. So you divide that by 12 months, they've got 16 almost $17,000 in mm-hmm. in pure profit a month. So a $1,500 ask is less than 10% of their monthly profit. Yeah. Profit, yeah. It's not price. Like not price. That's what they're telling you, but I, I think it's BS. I think they don't understand the value of my offer, actually. That's it. That's it. Right there. I think you have a pitch problem. Yeah. I how think many the people way have you're... you pitched it to? Yeah. How, how many? How many people have you have you tried to pitch this idea to? I couldn't get a lot of prospects, so not so much. A few, a few, yeah. Like, like maybe are we talking less than ten, less than yeah, less 20? than less than ten, yeah, less than ten. Okay, okay, okay. So you have an awareness and a pitch problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so because you're a data guy, so it's like so it's like hard. Clay, I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry, but I, it's no, hard. It's hard. 
like you know this, you're a data guy, right? You can't you can't base anything on like pitching it to five or ten people. Mm-hmm. Um unless they all have the exact same response. If they all say the exact same thing, then maybe you can you can gather something from that. But like for me, to know if this pitch is working, you'd almost have to like email a hundred potential clients, even to just get some some anecdotal data before you can really start making any big decisions. But Clay, Clay, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying about awareness and um you're saying awareness and a pitch problem? Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just um you know, if you've only pitched this to lesson, it's just exactly what 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 you said or what Preston said is it, there's just not enough data. You don't have enough. You haven't pitched this enough to to really know exactly what it is. I'm you know, when I say it's a pitch problem, I'm basing it based off. I'm basing it um, on what on how you pitched us on this episode. Yeah. So like, you know, when people say they they want. So I, I'm going by what you said earlier. You said people want, and again, we don't have enough of a data set here, all right? Um, but you said earlier that the that people are wanting customer acquisition, not data analysis, right? Yes. Now let's just assume that we have a large data set and you've pitched this to 100 people, and that is the issue. Um, the i think what you sell is actually acquisition kind of like cuz when people say they want new new business it just means aka they want they need money in the door right they don't like honestly they don't really care how the money comes in whether it comes in from a a brand new client or an existing client right paying for more services so i think like the way you need to tweak your pitch is I wouldn't start off by saying I do data analysis. Like Mm -hmm. I, as soon as Mm -hmm. you said that those, like as soon as you said those, just those words, I was just like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't even know what you said after that. Um, so I think David, like it just I don't even know what that means. Like I know what it means, okay, as a marketer, but yeah. I'm putting myself in the eyes of a prospect who doesn't know shit about marketing, right? When you say I do data analysis, that can mean a million different things, right? And when it when it, when something can mean a million different things, now there's confusion, and I'm just like, blah. Nobody wants data. Like nobody wants to do talk about data analysis. What they do want to talk about is how much money can you bring in the door? All right. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which, but, which you got to eventually in that pitch, but it was at yeah. the very end. Right. And, and, you know, admittedly, Clay put you on the spot. We maybe made you a little nervous. I think, you know, but, but, you know, it's important to point out that that, that piece of it that you said at the very end needs to lead up front like instead mm-hmm. of i do data analysis to etc 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 start with the etc 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 so you start with i i help e-commerce businesses double their profits by right okay. and then they they've stopped listening because they're like double profits yeah great yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. sign me up right yeah, um, yeah. so like so, what yeah. i what i would do is start off with that is i help e-commerce businesses double their business um by 
you could say data analysis at this point, but you could say by analyzing customer data and, and customer behaviors and see how much more money I can squeeze out of every single one of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's exactly the point of my offer. <laughs> yeah, like say it, yeah. say it in layman's, yeah. in, in like in normal yeah. talk, right? Don't yeah. Don't and I don't use even jargon. think you have to say. I don't even think you have to bring up that you do the data analysis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They are not going to care about the how if you really sell them on the what and the why. So, like mm-hmm. you say, you say my team and I, we like what Clay said. I love the, this idea of like we help e-commerce businesses squeeze as much money as they can out of every existing customer so you don't have to pay to get new customers to make more money. Boom, like, that's a gold pitch right there. <laughs> I couldn't do better. It's a good thing this is recorded, so you can yeah, just exactly. go and reference your own episode. <laughs> but, then, but then what's awesome is then they start asking you questions, right? You just end it there. You're like, I help e-commerce businesses get every last dollar out of their current customers so you don't have to spend more on new customers. And then they say, oh, wow, really? How do you do that? How do you do that? Oh, well, yeah. oh, well here's what we do. Here's our process. We go, we first, we analyze all the data of your existing customers. We identify those customers that, that are going to spend, that still could spend more with you. And you just talk about like spending, spending, revenue, revenue, right? That's what they want. I, I think I was too focused on, on the process of my offer, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. because because for this, this uh, some of my old uh, clients, I worked for them for eight months, a year. So I've been doing some projects that take, that took a full year to to be done, and mm. I was paid maybe a hundred k last year from this client. And uh, our the end goal was to bring, like you said, squeeze every penny out of these customers because the goal was to generate 40, 40 to 45% more revenue in a full year. So this means like some millions for, for this e-commerce. And I was, uh, uh, what I was trying to do was to automate my offer and trying to, to simplify it, uh, uh, to simplify it in order for small businesses to profit from this kind of stuff uh, from this kind of data analysis but i focused too much on uh, on the process like you said and not on yeah. the yeah. end goal yeah yeah and the, their objection that they can't afford it is i can't afford that process it's or or i can't afford it's not worth the money mm-hmm. no business owner is going to tell you that it's not worth paying $1500 a month to you know 40% increase their top line revenue on a $500,000 a year business like that's just yeah. that's stupidity no one's gonna do that it just doesn't make any logical sense right like yeah. if a if a, if a if someone owned the e-commerce website that was doing 20k a year okay then, then i would maybe, believe yeah. that yeah that reason right yeah um yeah, i think if you, uh, if you stand to increase so i'm doing the napkin math here if you increase Sales by forty percent. You're now at seven hundred thousand instead of five. So you go from five to seven hundred thousand. That's a two hundred thousand percent, or sorry, two hundred thousand dollar increase for what? What's fifteen hundred dollars a month? Yeah, I, or eighteen thousand. Like it's just it's yeah. a it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, exactly. But the, my 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 biggest problem is that with these old clients, I don't have the result because they're bigger companies and it takes so much time for them to implement uh, the things we did. So I won't have the result before a full year or maybe or maybe two years. So Why I are you saying have, that? 
Mm, because Why, like, do you feel like you can't pitch this because you don't have the results? Yeah, exactly. I think it's a mindset thing. Do you feel confident in what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you good at what 100%. you do? I 100%. And, and do you do what you say you're going to do? Yeah. Don't worry about the results on your current clients. They, like Prospects don't care. Yeah, most because of them. I think this, this was what made me most uh, the least confident because if I had some results, I, I would think... It's a no-brainer, like you said. But I don't have any results yet since I don't have my first paying customer for first paying client for this specific offer. So I can pitch that I'm going to make you uh, 40% more mm -hmm. revenue this year if I didn't do it yet. So this is my biggest hurdle right now. Yeah. So I okay. There's a, I think there's a couple ways around that. I see what you're saying. So do you have any sort of data from previous clients at all that you could use, or no? I don't because I even worked, bigger clients. I, I didn't work my full offer for this client. I was working in teams, okay. so it was a lot of people working on this project. So I can't own uh, the the results for these customers. Okay, but what were do you do you know what the results were? Like, did you guys increase top line revenue by a certain percent or or? I, I do don't. I only have the, uh, the, the the goal from this last customer was to increase. 45% uh, in revenue for 2023. So I don't... Do you have okay. any KPIs that are outside of revenue? As, any, yes. me any measurable KPIs at all? Key performance indicators in, in case anybody's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean the revenue is the biggest. The biggest well, it's the biggest, yeah, KPI. for sure. But do you have any KPIs? You've been So you've been working what for, for these companies, what, a year, over a year? Yeah, for our for full have, year last year. Have you have you improved anything with them at all? Customer retention, uh, cart value, uh, average Open order rate. value, uh, yeah, anything. Yeah, like I said, the thing is, I was working as a data scientist for them, so I was building a solution with over mm. uh, data. So the data answer is yes or no? <laughs> no, I don't. You have zero <laughs> zero improvement over uh, a year. No, because we just finished launching the project. I think they launched okay. in 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 I, uh, in stores uh, last January. So I we okay. I, I don't because I didn't work on the marketing side of things. Another company worked on the marketing side of things. I just uh, I just analyzed the customer behaviors and uh, gave them some KPIs for the customers. I didn't do the marketing for them, so. I can say, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right. So here's what you do. And I, I understand, forgive my ignorance because I'm not in e-commerce, okay? Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. I just want to recap. So you analyze the data for the, these companies, right? Yeah. And then you said, based off this, here are some gaps. And this, if you do these things, this is what it will do, correct? Exactly, yeah. Th this is what it will improve. But you just haven't... Things have not been implemented yet with these companies yes. for those results to have realist, like realization, right? Results, right? Real, yes, realistic. exactly. Okay, so here's what you do, and I understand that, right? Like that could be a total mindset, but like what you do is you 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 do have case studies, you do. Okay, yes. so what you do is you say, "Hey, I worked for X company." 
here is the initial data that I, I analyzed. And then here are the actual gaps. And here is what I recommended based off these gaps. Boom. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. In fact, I wonder, if, I wonder if you even change your offer. Like, like I wonder if you simplify your offer. If you don't have experience on the marketing side, it, it can be a little risky to be hired to do marketing, right? But but what if a, what if an e-commerce company who already is going to have someone doing some kind of sales and marketing, what if you pitch them and say, I will give to your sales and marketing team or guy or girl, I will give them an exact report of which customers to target to make more money, which customers have left money on the table, how to get you know, an extra 40% out of, and then, and then all you're guaranteeing is that report, right? Um, yes. And then the marketing team takes that and runs with it and does what they do best because every company is going to be a little bit different. And then if, if that starts to work out, then you could add on the marketing piece by hiring down the road, like you're saying, but I wonder if your offer could be simplified. You, you understood that perfectly because uh, initially I was trying to do that. I, I'm like you said, I'm not a marketing guy. I'm data. I'm a data guy. So mm-hmm. I only wanted to offer them reports, and then they do the marketing. Mm-hmm. But when I got with some calls with these clients, they they are usually they're e-commerce owners, so they they are not specialized in doing the campaigns and everything. So mm-hmm. they were telling me oh, you're not doing the marketing campaign, so I'm not going to see the result right away. So I was mm. like, yeah, I'm not I'm not really doing it, but I can do it with a partner. So okay, yeah, I, I have, see what you're I have, saying. I have some, yeah, I have some copywriters which I can work with as a freelance uh, hire. So that's why I'm not doing the marketing part of things, but I'm only giving them the reports and where the gaps are. You perfectly uh, understood uh, yeah. this part. I yeah, think you need so to sell I, this in two packages. Yeah. And and like you said, partner with someone who knows how to do that second piece yeah. really well, the marketing yeah. piece, because it's clearly not your your specialty. Yes, exactly. I think, yeah, I think so if you sold this in two separate packages, one is analysis, right? Call it something better. Um, <laughs> two is marketing or acquisition. And you can 100% pitch the first one without real results case study because you have the case study based off what I, what I just said, what I mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. You have that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And the pitch, I think the pitch can still be the same, right? So you say, hi, I, um, I help businesses get more money out of their current customers so they don't have to spend money on new customers by, by giving marketing teams, telling marketing teams, you know, exactly which customers to target and what to say to them or something. I, I don't know, something like but, that. But, like, but, like you said, like you said, I, I didn't have, I don't have a lot of data from pitches. So I don't, usually mm-hmm. I don't have troubles uh, giving pitches with clients because usually when I have some freelance gig that is coming for me, I'm not that bad in pitches. Since it's a new full offer and targeting mm-hmm. smaller cl- clients, they're, like, they're more difficult to handle. Uh, but the thing is, I, I can I cannot go to the part where I do the pitch. So uh, my current biggest problem is to 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 
to doing some acquisition to get yeah. to the pitch parts. Yeah. Um, okay. So here, here's what I would do to solve that issue. Uh, so for me, I know this isn't a, a highly popular solution and if you're more advanced in your business, meaning if you've been in business longer, I think this becomes less and less effective the longer you've been in business or or not as effective as other ways. But I think for me, with how early you are in the business and how new the pitch is and the product is, I think cold email is a winner here. And here's here's why I think that. I think you could very, very easily find e-commerce businesses um, I mean, you could even hire someone on Fiverr to round up a list if you wanted. You set up some parameters and you say, I want an e-commerce business that gets such and such amount of traffic because from the traffic, I can assume they're getting a certain amount of revenue. Yeah, I've done exactly um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And and then and then I want the email address of you know the head marketing person or the founder or the owner or whoever you think is going to be the best. You gather this list, you get a hundred of them and you use a tool like reply.io or honestly, just use Reply. It's going to be the best one. And you set up these cold email campaigns. I get them all the time as a business owner. Some of them actually work. The ones that have a good short pitch actually work where they say, hey, uh, my name is Milian and I help e-commerce businesses like yours get more money out of their current customers. Would you like to chat? Something like that, right? And all it is is like a brief, short pitch not a lot of detail, piques their interest. You're going to get 98% of people are not going to be interested. And the 2% of people that are interested are going to be great clients for you. That's how cold emailing works. But what you're also going to learn in the meantime is everyone, so everyone who rejects you, of the people who reject you, 80% of them aren't just aren't going to reply at all. But the, the 20% of people who reject you are going to send you an email or a response and say, this doesn't work for us, we're not interested. You can say, no problem. Do you mind telling me why not? Okay. And make sure they don't think you're trying to sell them still. You say that, yeah. you know what, that's not a problem. I totally understand. Can you help me know why not so I can improve this offer or whatever? Yeah, right? improve my offer to have some. And some then you'll get a third of those people who will actually respond and say, you know, it was it was too expensive or we already have a person that does it or we don't know what we would do with this data or whatever the objection is, right? And then you start to then craft your pitch and then the next hundred pitches that you send are better because you've learned from that fraction of rejections where they were kind enough to tell you what went wrong. You've learned a little bit and you refined it. So you send another hundred and you repeat the same process. In the meantime, you get another 2% of clients of those are clients another whatever percent of those give you more detail on how to refine your pitch. And over time, you build this really fantastic cold email pitch that then you start sending out to more and more people and bigger and bigger numbers. And, and you start to figure out your conversion rate. And then you say, okay, if I need five new clients every month, then all I have to do is send 500 emails, right? And reply, a tool like reply, it lets you do that uh, easily and, and keeping it personalized. So for me, that's the route you take. I think um, I think you'll learn a ton along the way, and I think you'll pick up some clients along the way. and And I think it's it's a little bit slower of a route, maybe, but um, maybe not. Like depending on how good your offer is and how much they want your services, it could be a really quick route to some revenue as well. Uh, and based on your experience, uh, what do you think of a French company uh, prospecting, uh, for example, American e-commerces? That's in your head. It doesn't matter. One hundred percent. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I was yep. thinking about that because for for now I was only prospecting French companies. Um, mm. 
And I was, I wanted to, that's why I tried with Fiverr to see if we can have some, some, yeah, so some customers, mm -hmm. some prospects from American e-commerces. But uh, yeah, like you said, I think it's my in my head. I it is. I was yep, thinking that they won't be working with French companies or stuff like that. No. I think I think if you were from a couple of other different com uh, countries that I will not say, I think there might that be would some be hesitation. Different. Yes, but not from France. For me, for me too, I think it depends on. I mean, you speak very good English. Um, I assume you type really well in English. Where where this is going to be in cold email pitch, yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be typing. There, mm -hmm. there might be the the small, small percentage of people who your name uh, in a, in the from, you know, might give them pause just because it's not a typical American style spelling. But I would say, I would say it's such a small percentage of people. I wouldn't worry about it. I think it's in your head. I think it's a, an imposter syndrome or a, or a, I don't know, a deferring method to just say like, oh, this isn't going to work. I don't, I don't think that's going to matter at <laughs> yeah, all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I was, I was more thinking because it's data, you know. So sometimes it can be uh, some customers could be afraid to share as data to unknown people. That's why yeah. I was thinking no. maybe some American companies won't be so inclined to share the data to to a french agency uh, or no something i mean like if that. that's if that's true it's gonna be less than one percent i would think that i think i think you're telling stories to yourself yeah i <laughs> you're getting you're getting way ahead of yourself like yeah. ha, like you're 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 creating problems in your head that don't even freaking exist right now <laughs> like why are you telling yourself that because like have you actually run into that problem no. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. Like, then stop telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah. Solve the problem when it actually comes up, not before. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and, and don't create problems. <laughs> and don't, yeah, don't beat yourself up over that because, like, everybody does that. I do that. I do yep, it both business sure. and personally. I create some for sure some bullshit stories that are like that hadn't even happened yet. You know, I just tell myself these things, and then I'm like, oh, like. Oh, what if what happens if this happens and like what? And then all of a sudden you go down this rabbit hole and you're like, oh my gosh, my clients really like they really they're really mad at me. Like <laughs> and then like, but they're not because it's just some stupid thing I made up in my head. You know? Yep. Like so yep. yeah, don't don't tell yourself these stories. Like it'll it'll completely hurdle you. All right. All right. Yeah, you, you, you completely convinced me to try. And uh, I think I'm going to build this uh, list of small e-commerces and hire someone on Fiverr maybe to, to build this list and then do some emailing to American e-commerces. And mm -hmm. then I might be getting some new information on how to, how to improve my offer. Yeah, make sure, make sure you find the right person to help you build that list. Um... Yeah, just just take some time to find the right person so that it's a high quality list because mm -hmm. nothing's going to be more uh, discouraging than hiring someone for five bucks, getting a list of 100 people, realizing that half of those emails are bad. So then now yeah. you only have 50 people and then realizing that those are pretty low quality or maybe don't match the standards or the size of the company that you're wanting to target. So just you know, it might be worth building a list yourself the first time or, or just make sure that you find someone who can really, really meet the standards and, and, um, and don't let them off the hook until they, 
actually deliver the kind of list that you need. You know what I mean? That's what that's what I would do. I would I would build the list the first yeah, you know, X amount it of feels time. Feels like it's worth it. And and document that process. Like once you figure out like how to build a good list, document it and then hire somebody to just replicate your process. Yeah. Yeah. Great suggestion. I, I already done it like for f- French companies. I've I had a I have a list of a hundred companies that I would like to work with, and then made some some yeah some some uh, some columns on if they have multiple products, if they will fit with my offer, stuff like that, and and then maybe yeah I can replicate it on American e-commerces because basically it's the same info. Yeah, you know, okay, here's a mark here's just a couple of marketing ideas. And I'm sure you have some obviously you have some stuff in your arsenal, right? Cuz it's what you do. But I'm just going to I'm just going to bring this up for listeners too. Um if you're cold like cold emailing is is great because it's it's predictable. Like once you get a good data set, like if you get three new clients for every 100 people you cold email, then you it's predictable. If you need three new clients, then just go email 100 new people, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's like half the, the, the job. And so what, what I would do is in addition to this is in your emails, I would have some sort of link, some sort of hyperlink, like could be to your website, right? Yeah. And and there's a way to automate this. And if you have the right email software, CRM or whatever, I don't know if reply, what did you press in? What did you say? It was reply what? Yeah, reply.io. Yeah, I don't know if you can do this in, in that. But if you can, if you can uh, do it to where if somebody clicks on the link, they're automatically tagged. Yeah, you for sure can do this kind of thing. Okay, so you can tag them as prospect, right? Okay. And then that further refines your list. In addition to that, make sure you have a pixel on your website and run retargeting ads simultaneously. Because if you only do the cold emailing, that's just reaching out to them once. If you do the tagging and the retargeting, one email could could result in your, your brand being in front of them three dozen times. All right. Yeah, I, I've been trying to build a funnel on, on my website where I have a landing page and then I I was trying to film a video where I explain my offer on and why e-commerce should should uh, should uh, work with me. And then I yeah. wanted to to do some maybe some uh, some Google ads or some Facebook ads or some emailing, like you said. Some yeah, you gotta email. test it all. Test test it, test it all. You know, some things are going to work, some things won't. You won't uh, know until yeah. you test it. Yeah, I tested. I, I spent like maybe four hundred euros on on Facebook ads for an offer I put on the website. It's similar as uh, as Fiverr, but it didn't result in any in any clients. So I was a bit frustrated. On that is definitely on frustrating. Time. But remember, we've we've talked a little bit about your pitch, right? I think yeah. if we get some clarity on the value prop on the on the value proposition of the pitch. I think you'll see some higher conversions. Yeah, I think I think with uh, with this particular type of offer and what you do, I instead of doing an ad like so, instead of just doing a cold ad to to an audience, 
saying, hey, here's my pitch and here's why you should hire me. Instead of doing that on the landing page, oh, so sorry, on the ad, say, hey, I have this like 10 minute training that's free that does not require any information for you to input in. No, you don't have to put in your name or email or phone number, nothing. Just click on this link and watch this training. And what you do is you have a video on there. It's like 10 minutes long that says, hey, uh, here's the number one thing that I come across in e-commerce companies that they're missing out on revenue. And you do a training on that with no, um, no ask in return. Mm-hmm. And you just run ads for that. And I think what will that, that will do is it'll provide value on the front end, but also you can retarget them because they click on your web, they go to your website. You can retarget them with an actual offer, right? All right. Yeah. Does that uh, make uh, sense? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was actually, I was thinking about um, filming a video where I put like, here's as five steps on how to do data analysis for e-commerce. And then I'm, uh, midway of the video, I'm going to tell you, yeah, there's a hard road and the easy road. You either do it all by yourself or you hire me. And then I explain uh, my full offer. Uh, I, do you think that that's a good idea or not? I, I don't think that topic is good. The five oh. steps on how to do data. Again, I'm yeah, bored yeah. out of my mind. Do not <laughs> tell me data analysis. <laughs> yeah. I will click I will click the three little dots in the ad that says this is not relevant for me. Like do you see the difference data. between Clay's Clay's pitch, which was the five most common mistakes I see e-commerce businesses make that makes them miss out on money from current customers? Like yeah. miss out on money. <laughs> That's a phrase, money, right? Money. Biggest <laughs> mistakes, right? They don't they don't want to learn how to do data analysis. So no yeah, one's going to I mean, click on. I didn't yeah, they say want more money and more customers. No, the, the true title was how to 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 increase uh, 10% per month in sales by doing data analysis. No. That was no, Don't yeah. say data analysis. No, don't say da- <laughs> dude, remove data analysis from your okay, vocabulary. Okay, to forget from that. Your pitch, only yeah. talk only talk about that shit to your team. Like don't All right. and yourself. All right, so here's what you do. If you're going to do this type of like ad where you're, you're sending them to a training, do one thing. Don't, I wouldn't even do five. I wouldn't even say, Hey, here are the five mm-hmm. big things that, that people are missing on revenue. I would say, Hey guys, I've done this for, you know, three years or whatever. And here's the one thing that all one, e-commerce yeah. companies are missing out on and just go over that one thing. That's it. All right. And talk about revenue and dollars. <laughs> Don't talk about data analysis. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> Yeah. Now the, the thing is, I, I was thinking, uh, I, I'm talking a lot of data analysis because I was thinking that if I'm providing with, you know, some take, uh, some take improvement to their, for their business, it's going to, to make them think that this is not bullshit. This is not an, a marketing agency trying to, to sell me stuff because this is based on some technical stuff. So I was thinking it's going to, uh, to to make my offer better, but actually you're telling me that it's making them nervous about what I'm doing, and they're not interested in that. Yeah, they again they don't care about the process, right? Yeah. They care about the result. You don't sell the process; you sell the result. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, I get it now. So, I I mean I think I think that this has been a lot of fun. I think you you have a lot to work on uh in yeah. a good way like i think there's a lot of opportunity here 
for you to take what we've ch- chatted about today, improve your pitch, improve your method of pitching, how you talk about your value proposition. There's like so much to be done here. And I'm really excited for you, Milian. Um, but unfortunately, we are out of time for today. We would love to catch up with you maybe in another six months and see how some of this stuff has gone for you. But in the meantime, will you let our listeners know where they can connect with you? You, you can go. Uh, you, you can go on my LinkedIn profile, or maybe on Twitter. Uh, I'm I'm doing some tweets on Twitter in in English, or maybe you can send me a message on LinkedIn if you want. I I can send it to you in the show notes description. Fantastic, Milian. Thank you so much for jumping on a call, and thanks for listening to the show uh, for so long as well. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, this was very helpful. Thank you very much, guys. Absolutely. Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Everyone head there and check out Clay's work. And again, I've been Preston from Milo.co, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya. ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit M-I-L-L-O to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.